Blog Talk Radio. Chatting with Nat is a podcast for independent women seeking to speak their truth and to break down barriers. We host honest conversations that help to guide and empower women. Speak your truth and set yourself free. Let your voice be heard. Hi, it's Natalie Team. Yes, it's Natalie Jean chatting with Nat. Yes, it's Nat. And today we have the honor of having singer-songwriter Shimmer Johnson. Every time I hear her name, I want to do a shimmy. She's a Canadian-born singer-songwriter. Her name is Shimmer Johnson with her debut album, Inner Me, an amazing new new adult contemporary pop album, self-produced at Catalyst Production Studios, inspirational, catchy, addictive songs that display human emotion at a level that no one else has ever done. Amazing messages within the song that people are really connecting to. The songs are easy to sing along to. Shimmer's voice is full of tone, making her so unique. Listeners tend to keep Shimmer Johnson on repeat. Isn't that great? I love that. The first single, Priceless, is already getting more, getting some amazing, amazing major attention on Billboard. And we all know how hard it is to get on Billboard. So everyone, let's welcome Shimmer Johnson. Hey. Hey, hi, Shimmer. Hey, how are you? <laughs> I'm good, I'm great. I had to get an applause button. I kept saying, oh, my God, wouldn't it be great? <laughs> like there's like thousands of people applauding for them. Um, so I had to get one. I, I love it. Awesome. I, I love the button. I just love it. Um, yeah, like I was saying, every time I hear your name, I want to do a shimmy. <laughs> it is such a wonderful, unique name. I love it. So how have you been doing? And it's easy, and it's easy to remember. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it is very. You can't I, listen. You can't forget Shimmer. That's that's for sure. No. Nope. So how have, you, <laughs> how have you been doing during this whole pandemic thing that's going on? Well, financially, like everybody else, struggling. But uh, musically, I've got a ton done. I finished the Inner Me album and. I'm working on another album right now for uh, country, actually, country music. I, I do another um, style that I release as Aurora's Lights. So I'm working on a country one this summer. And then um, I'm also re-releasing my rock one that I did with uh, the 80s guitarist from Cinderella, uh, Barry Benedetta. I'm, re- I'm re-releasing that one in a, in a couple months here. So. so I'll have a pop one, a rock one, and a country one. <laughs> You are a busy woman. Yeah, so lots of music is getting done. You know, financially, uh, yeah, it's sucking because of the whole COVID-19 thing. But um, uh, but at least I'm getting lots of music done, and I'm working with other artists as well and getting all of their stuff done and lots of promoting and live shows on uh, streaming and all of that fun stuff. So Now, um, since, you know, artists many artists have been losing a lot of money because of the pandemic um did you were you able yes. to get emergency care money not for the music stuff no really? i own a big production company 
Yeah, yeah. we own a big production company here in Edmonton, Alberta, and we have our recording studios. Slash, we do lots of live shows, so we do all the big giant festivals and stuff here in Edmonton. And um, you know, we got a little bit of grants from the government, and other than that, we we haven't got much help on that. Um, we get a little bit of rent relief, but it's not enough to cover the rent. <laughs> so. <laughs> so yeah. So yeah, but I would think that you listen. What you so I like to give advice on here because <laughs> um, here I am. Because you know I love to help people. Now you're so yeah. the SBA is coming yeah. out or has already released something that will be for you know music venues um, and and studios like yours. You really should look into that to see if there's money for you out there. Um, yeah, I started. I started looking into a little bit of that. They haven't released those yet in Canada, but slowly but surely. <laughs> You're in Canada. I mean, did you try to do the whole PPP? Yeah. Did you do tr- in Canada? Do that? I'm sure they have the PPP loan. That's um, they had the loan. Yeah, we, that got us through the last year to pay all the, okay. the loans and all the loans and stuff on the gear and uh, rent. But you know, about forty thousand doesn't last very long. So, and well, you have to pay it back, right? It's just a loan. Well, well, here's another so. thing, though. Some of those um, PPP loans, you have to look into the forgiveness because you can apply for forgiveness. Oh yeah. Early. So definitely do that. Oh no, uh, they, they they have a they have a ten thousand dollar forgiveness if you pay off thirty thousand of the forty thousand dollar loan. So, oh. Well, but you have to well, pay it off in two years. Yeah. yeah. That's better than the forty thousand. <laughs> <laughs> yep, that is better than the forty thousand. I'll have to I'll have to dig deeper to see if there's anything I can find for you. <laughs> because my sister, oh, listen, my sister's been so on top of this stuff. She's, she'll text me every five minutes. You know, we can try to get this, and let's try to get that. Let's try to get this. So I've been on top of it. <laughs> trying to help people get money. Trying to you know, get whatever you can get. That's, that's right. That's what you do. Yeah, there's grants out there. Oh my gosh. No, I feel you. I feel you. Um, it's just been crazy. But I mean, been... but but I mean, um, regardless of all of that, I mean, I've been able to get all of my music done. So that's great. Um, you know, I hired her, I hired a really good, um, you know, able to get me on to stuff like, uh, um, for instance, uh, we were talking prior about the the music connection. I did a article in there on top lining. And uh, he's got me that, plus lots of reviews coming up and possible uh, live show appearances slash um, online streaming live show appearances. So I'm hoping to do a lot more of that over the the next six months or so. That's awesome. That's awesome. That's where it's at for right now. You know, some places in the United States are opening up. Um, I I know in California we're just talking about opening – just to have concerts, so this is gonna this, this is gonna be crazy. Uh, and in the United States right now, uh, COVID cases are rising because people have gotten the vaccine and they think they can just oh I got vaccinated I don't need to do anything else. I don't work like that. <laughs> um, so yeah, no, but it's rising here in Canada too. They they actually just did another couple lockdowns, so you know it sucks. Yeah. But, you know it yeah, is what it is. It is what it is. Um, <laughs> How would you describe your music? Um, my music is is very emotionally driven. Um, the Inner Me album 
what I was trying to get with it is kind of a way to show me how I think inside my brain (laughs) and uh, putting it into lyrics and um, showing the world kind of who I am and not worrying about what people think about Mm -hmm. what I'm stating because, you know, there's some manic depressant stuff in there, like my song So Empty. It's it's pretty much the most depressing, sad song I've ever heard, and I wrote it. So, <laughs> hey. but it's a really good it's a really good powerful song. But it, it was uh, just a moment when I was really sad at the time when I wrote it. And then there's you know songs like Masterpiece, which are very empowering, and you know you can be whoever you want to be type thing. So it just goes through a range of different emotions, and um, it's instrumental set with mainly piano with lots Mm -hmm. of strings and you know some guitar um i redid um the 1988 classic hit toy soldiers that martika did um that was a billboard hit back in 1988 i redid that and it's more of like a rockier edge version slash contemporary which is really bizarre but um i'm friends with the the writer of the song and he loves my version of it (laughs) And, uh, you know, just so basically the that was the only cover I released on the album. The rest are all my originals. And um, Priceless is about my struggle with self-esteem growing up. And, mm-hmm. you know, and basically that song's all about self-esteem. So basically it has lots of different uh, emotions and messages. And there's uplifting stuff. And then there's songs that, people don't talk about that they go right. through inside their head. <laughs> so my yeah. songs are really relatable, which people are really enjoying and connecting to. And I'm very grateful for that. Well, I really love artists like you because I was just talking to somebody else and I was saying how, yeah, I was on this interview yesterday. I was saying how I love artists that really sing from their soul. Like you can really feel what they're feeling. You can really feel every emotion when they're singing and I think that artists like yeah. you, artists like me just like you um when they divulge certain parts about themselves that actually help somebody else um somebody else is going to hear that song and say oh my god she gets me I need to listen to yeah more of exactly and I've had lots of that um like on my TikTok and on my yeah. my Twitter actually people listen they're like oh my god I really connected to this song I'm really grateful that you put this out thank you so much and you know, um, it's very important. And it's an awesome feeling with that, right? So yeah, no, it's awesome. It's awesome when you can reach people. You know, we I, and I understand. You know, as artists, we want to chart, we want these awards, we want this, we want that. But for me, you know, I want to be an effective player in, in life. I want my music to make a difference. I think I get the. I'm more successful when somebody comes back to me and says, "Oh my God, I listened to that, and it re- really helped me through something, or it gave me joy." You know, that's, exactly. I that's what I like to hear. I'm. I mean, I'm not big on the like. If I get awards for it, oh, that will be great. I mean, I will be grateful for anything that I get that way. But honestly, my music's more to, you know, connect with people and get people through different experiences in life. And you know, um, sometimes it'll help them to know that other people experience the same type of emotions versus, you know thinking they're alone because <laughs> we all experience similar emotions so have you always been interested in music oh yeah I've been singing since I was just a little kid I didn't start writing my own um, 
songs until I met my co-writer Corey um, back in 2004. Um, Before that, I was singing in like 80s cover bands and I was singing in top 40 bands and playing casinos and doing all those live things with cover music. Um, Right. But I remember as a little kid, I always wanted to write. So I would always get instrumentals of of other people's songs and then I'd write new melodies to them. (laughs) So when I met, when I met Corey Johnson, my, uh, my co-writer slash, uh, you know, best friend (laughs) and more, um, I've been with him forever. Um, but when I met him, he plays everything, right? So we, we met at a karaoke show, believe it or not. And uh, he invited me to his recording studio at two o'clock in the morning. And I thought he was a creeper. So I'm like, yeah, no, I'm not going. <laughs> I'll call you tomorrow. <laughs> oh my gosh. And then I called him, I called him in the morning and he's like, I didn't think you were going to call. I'm like, why? I want to go to the recording studio. I just didn't want to go at two o'clock in the morning to the recording studio. <laughs> exactly. But yeah, no, I ended up going, going to the recording studio and we wrote our first song called Waiting. Never mm-hmm. ever released it, but. I, I'm going to probably revamp some of my older songs from years right. ago and make them more modern sounding. But yeah, we wrote a song called waiting and then we kind of got hooked on each other and we wrote a whole album in like a month. <laughs> wow. Awesome. Really? Yeah. And then I just, I got addicted to songwriting and, and then, yeah, now it's like 15 years later and we we got over 700 songs now. And I just finally, finally released an official album versus just singles here and there so yeah I love that so um another person I interviewed Emily Anderson she gave me this idea because she did this she did she did a challenge a songwriting challenge and it's like doing writing 30 songs within 30 days now I told her I was going to start last week or maybe it was a week and a half ago (laughs) so I've failed so far but but starting (laughs) Okay, damn it. I'm going to do it. I just want to see. I asked her how she did, and she said, you know, there's days where you might have like two to three words on the paper, but you're actually doing it in the sense that you're trying to come up with some creative song. I mean, you could do it, but it just takes time and just. Well, me, me, me personally, um, when I start <laughs> on a song, I don't <laughs> stop until it's done. I'm, oh, well. I'm really weird that way. Like, well, well. We can write a, a full song in a day if we wanted to, like fully produced song. And uh, and then after a couple of days of re- listening to it, after we've done the mix and everything, right. I'll go in and change a few words. But usually my my first go at the song is usually the right melody and the right lyrics. Might have to change one or two words that aren't working, but that's pretty much how I write. Um, I'll listen to, like Corey will write a, a piano thing or I'll write a piano thing and then he'll turn it into a better piano thing because I play piano by ear. So I don't yeah. exactly know what I'm playing, but I can play what's in my brain and I play it good enough, you know, like Charlie Brown, good enough to where <laughs> I can lay down my melody and lay down. I can play in time and I would never be able to do it live. <laughs> I'll always have to have a piano player, but um, I'm good enough to write in the recording studio. Right. So I can lay down, um, my ideas, and then um, my producer comes in and he'll replay everything because he's got college piano, so he plays it all pretty, right? And then, uh, <laughs> and then I go in and lay down my melody properly, and then um, after I lay down my bass melody, then he'll add the drums and the bass, and then we'll add, you know, 
guitar that needs it or strings or that sort of thing. Then we all lay it in there. And then after it's all in, then I go back in and I do my backing vocals. And then we have a whole song. And I love that. Um, know, how many instruments do you play? Um, I just play piano by ear. And I only know about five chords on the guitar. You know what? So, I'm are, not, I'm not, I'm not, I'm more of a singer, songwriter, lyricist versus a, uh, a musician player. I, even, I get other people to come in to play everything. So. Even though the learning playing by ear is extraordinary. I've had a, I bought a smart keyboard four years ago. Now you see how bad I am four years ago. It's still in the box. Um, <laughs> year 2021. I should have done this last year, but 2021 is the year for me to take it out of the box. And learn, because I think it's important. <laughs> yeah, actually take it out of the box. Um, it's important to learn how to play an instrument. I mean, my instrument right now is my vocals. Um, when I go, I can come up with a melody in my head and I'll sing it in my voice recorder and then I'll go to my music studio and I'll say, and I'll go to my, my music producer and say, here, this is what I want. These are the instruments I, I, yeah. that I want. I know everything, but I want to learn them. And I got to learn how to do it. What do you, what do you enjoy? Well, go ahead. Well, with the uh, with the the whole piano thing, I I actually asked my producer. I'm like, should I just go and learn how to you know all the theory for piano and learn right. how to play properly? He's like, no, 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 no. I'm like, why? He's like, because it'll change the way you write. Don't do it. Oh. I'm like, oh, okay. <laughs> so I never bothered. And um, like the the song on the album, you keep me ground um, on inner me though, you keep me grounded. Right. Um, I was coming home from my DJ show. And literally that melody line popped in my head for the piano. Mm -hmm. I was like, oh, my God, don't forget it before I get home. And I got home and I went into the studio and, you know, loaded up the piano and loaded up my Cubase slash Pro Tools and, you know, got in there and I laid down my piano in like five minutes. And I actually played the whole piano in that in that in five minutes I laid it down I was like that was the fastest I've ever played a, a song because it was in my head oh, well. I tend to if I don't record it right away I'll forget it so I recorded it right away and uh laid down the vocal mm-hmm. and it was just me and piano and literally that was the vocal we ended up keeping was the first take so I love like that I, I love moments like that with my song I am I did it in one day literally that yeah, literally that song took me like a half hour to to write. Wow. It's one of my most uplifting, positive songs I've ever written. And that's all thanks to Miss Lauren Daigle, the contemporary Christian artist. Yeah. I listened to her for about two months straight because I'm in love with her voice. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, that she totally inspired me to write You Keep Me Grounded. So that was one of the songs. And then after I wrote You Keep Me Grounded, a few days later, I wrote Candle. So those are the two that were inspired from the Christian artists. And I've actually, um, I actually uh, submitted it to the, the Bible network that you keep me grounded. Cause it's very, it could be Christian, but I mean, it's very relatable. You can relate, you keep me grounded to faith and religion. You can relate it to someone that you care about, like a husband or a wife or a brother and a sister. Like it's very relatable and anybody that's listening to it can interpret it the way that they want. Right. So um, and that's kind of how I like to write. I don't like to write something specific. I like to write something where people can insert themselves into the music and say, you know what, that, that works for me. That's right. like my life. Or that's what I'm doing. And yeah, it just helps people through stuff. 
Even when I'm depressed, I'll listen to my own music. I love you already because I tell people all the time. <laughs> I've listened to my several songs of mine on repeat for an hour. I can do that because I don't put anything that yep. I don't love out. You know what I mean? And if you don't love your own music, then there's something wrong. <laughs> yeah, don't. if you don't love it, you shouldn't put it out. <laughs> exactly. It's it's your soul. It's your message to the world. You're putting yourself on display. Yeah. It's like if you can't even listen to yourself, then um, I don't know what you're doing. Um, like so, I'm, not the, I'm not the type of artist that would be able to release something like uh, I'm going to the bar, drinking and dancing. Like those type of songs, like I can't, I can't write songs like that because it's just not me. <laughs> no, I, I get that. Not, I, it's not me. Like in my, my one of my jazz albums, I wrote because I was like, oh, I gotta be a little bit different, and so I did a song about whiskey, um, a little blue. <laughs> now I'm more into the social impact message um, songs. So tell me about the song Priceless. What's that about? Uh, Priceless is pretty much. Uh, a song about my struggle with self-esteem from a little kid to, you know, my teens to my adulthood to performing. It's just literally, it's just a, it just tells the story of the entire process of figuring out that you shouldn't care what everybody else thinks or you shouldn't, you know, you should just do be you and, you know, know your worth and be you. Really, mm-hmm. the song's about you know, knowing your worth and being as awesome as you can. And not to worry about all of the other stuff. And it's a song that everybody's really connecting to and I'm I'm super happy about it because um I wrote the piano for that one too. So You were awesome. Um, yeah. <laughs> I didn't play that piano. I played it enough to write it and then and right. then my my producer came in and played it all pretty and awesome the way it is in the track that you hear now. <laughs> all right. So we're going to play the song, but we're going to have a word from our sponsor. So hold on. Hold on. Hi, it's Jordan and Madison, and we're Jay Madison out of Nashville, Tennessee. We'd love to tell you about B-Squared Management, artist services by artists for artists. Get your press, branding, single release, and sync success plan now at bsquaredmgmt.com. And listen up to our latest single, Down, now on Spotify. You love 
for a while but um I really listen to lyrics. <laughs> I've been here for a hundred years but um I really listen to lyrics more often than anything now because I like to hear what yeah. artists are conveying what they're trying to say and you know even if they're you know wanting to get up on the chart and they're trying to do a, a hit song and stuff like that I really I look at the way they phrase things or, or what, the use of a certain particular word um in the song exactly that song was extremely is extremely powerful kudos to you so i'm I'm looking at your article here in music Music connection magazine yes she's in music connection magazine how to be yes i am yes you are how to be an amazing top liner give me one example of how to be an amazing top liner Basically, um, the biggest one would be if um, I put this in my in my article actually. So, say the song starts in B flat, mm-hmm. don't start the melody in B flat. Start it in a different, <laughs> just not B flat. Right. You want to be uh, you want you want to write melodies that uh, that are inside the mix almost. It's hard to explain, but um, Basically, when I write a when I write a top line, I have to mm-hmm. make sure that the the 
that the melody actually fits with the song. So I usually will listen to the instrumental or the piano piece after I lay it down and wait till I feel something. And then basically there'll be like a word that comes to mind, like rise or priceless or something like that. And I will build off of the one word and I'll, I'll create a core idea. And, and then basically once you have that core idea, then you build the song from there and, that's pretty much how you, I do top lining personally. I okay. like to have one idea. Lots of lots of people tend to uh, put too many ideas into one song. Right. And, uh, if you do that, then it gets really super confusing for the person that's listening to it. So okay. you definitely have to have one idea. <laughs> yeah, I love that. Um, so let me ask you this. Where do you think or how far do you think women need to go in this music industry. You would think that music is such a universal thing. You know, we wouldn't have to be competing with men. It isn't about race. Music is a healing space. I just, I just rhymed there. Um, I just think that <laughs> music is just an amazing tool that we have when you have it. So, you know, what are your yeah. thoughts about women in the music industry, women in the entertainment industry, period? How far do we need to go? And do we have to keep, you know, breaking down those barriers? Why can't we just say, here we are, um, and we're going to do our thing? We, we should just be, we should be just saying, here we are, and doing our thing. I mean, I just started doing that the last few years. I was always inside myself before that and scared to release stuff that I didn't think people were going to like it or, you right. know, or I didn't think it was finished. And um, in the last three years, I've totally got over myself and figured out, you know, I if I don't do it, I'm never going to do it, right? So people just need to do what makes them happy and do what they yeah. can. And that's with anything, really. In the entertainment industry, if you can sing, then go out and sing. If sing. You, can, you know, if you can act, go out and act. Don't just sit there and do nothing because there's no point in that. You'll never get anything accomplished if you're not even trying. Right. Well, you're right. You're 100 percent right. Um, Where is the craziest place you've ever written a song? Where you've been craziest place? (laughs) Um, I don't know if it's the craziest place, but I went to Italy last year to uh, to uh, go to Jed Friedman's uh, songwriting workshop. He works. He does uh, global songwriting workshops. Right. And uh, he teaches the top lining and stuff. And that's where I learned a lot of my top lining stuff from, uh, was from Judd. And basically, I went to Italy, and the studio guy let me stay in his studio. Um, So I was all by myself in the recording studio with my little keyboard in front of me. And I started writing this really sappy, sad song. And uh, because that's what I do. I'm like the queen of ballads. Um, (laughs) the song because I was going to be writing with Jed the next day and I wanted to have something to work with him on so I started with that song and it was really sad and stuff and the the next day I played it for Jed and he's like like, I have something else in mind he played me something that he had written and then we wrote to that but later I took that song when I got back from Italy into the recording studio and my lyrics were all sad and talking about, you know, death and, you know, and that person fading from your mind. And I actually put it on the interview album, the fading from my mind. 
But when I sat down in my studio in uh, Edmonton, Alberta, Canada, I sat down at the studio and I put the song on on my uh, on my uh, DAW and you know listened to it. And then I added some weird reggae beat to it almost on the guitar. And right. I was like, "This is my happy death song," because <laughs> I turned it into a happy song. And uh, I actually played it for um, Michael J, the guy that wrote Toy Soldiers. And he's like, "He's like, I don't know how you did it, but you turned a, a really sad song into a happy song, and it works." <laughs> yeah, well, that means. But yeah, and I wrote it in Italy, right? I was just all by myself in the studio in the middle of Italy and had no idea what I was doing, and you know. It was awesome. <laughs> I don't know if the weirdest way, but it was a great songwriter and a great artist. I mean, if you can do that, you're just you're just awesome. You're <laughs> now, um, tell us about Masterpiece. Um, Masterpiece. Um, I really loved Katy Perry's um, song uh, "Daisies" on on yeah. the radio, and I was like, I need to write something like that, but happy because that song you know daisy is an awesome song daisies but it's not exactly a happy song and i'm like i need a happy song that has a beat like that so um me and my producer sat down and we're like well let's write you know a katy perry song <laughs> that's, what we, that's what we called it we called it a katy perry song and uh we started writing that and uh it ended up being called masterpiece and we wrote it in a three-day period and basically it's a song that states that you shouldn't worry about your, you know, your body image or, you know, create your own masterpiece in life. Don't worry about the way you look. You know, if it bothers you, then fix it. You know, if it doesn't bother you, you know, be, be just, just be awesome. Right. You know, or do your music or do your painting or do whatever makes you happy in life. You know, you create your own masterpiece in your life. And that's pretty much what masterpiece is all about. Just, you know, being amazing and, doing your thing all righty well we're going to play this now after a word from our sponsor <laughs> hi this is nikki chris and i host a podcast called mixing it mixing it focuses on women in the music entertainment and the performing arts our goal is to provide an avenue for industry veterans and up-and-coming artists, musicians, engineers, and producers to showcase their talent. Listen to Mixin' It on Monday Music Madness at 8 p.m. Eastern on the Sim Radio Network. I won't let the world tell me I am nothing. Build myself up, be as strong as my teeth. No one can tell me who I need to be Still have all my integrity You locked me up through always the key But I 
Oh, 
chatting with Nat is a podcast.